Hey everyone, welcome back to this edition of the Public Truth Podcast. Guys, these are conversations that are reasonable and relevant about the church and its place in culture today, and we have totally been on a sabbatical from the podcast. I'm with my good buddy, as usual, Tom West. We have so much to catch the good folks up on, Thomas. But first, why don't we catch them up on where you and I are sitting right now? Because last they heard, I was sitting in my home study. You were at your home study. And we were having these conversations across Zoom. Thank you, Daniel. The situation has drastically improved. We are sitting in a workspace on Lonsdale Road right here in Queens Park. In Northwest London, our good friend David Brown and a fellow trustee and elder at Redeemer is uh, running a neighborhood work club right here in Queens Park, and it's fantastic. Hot desk, co-working downstairs, dedicated desks upstairs, a few offices as well. It's honestly great to have a place to go, to spread the books out, to work, to meet some people from the community, have some meetings. Good Space Neighborhood Work Club, also not an ad, and we're just glad to be here today. It's really, really good. And I'm glad to be getting back into the, the podcast as well. This is uh, it's good uh, to freshen things up today. It is so good. Yeah, so we're sitting here. It's, it's a bit of a Harry Potter closet that you and I are sharing, but we're so thankful. One, to be together. Two, to be out of the house. And three... To be in the vibes of the of the workspace, it's awesome. Um, so, dude, it's been a long time since since we've had one of these reasonable and relevant conversations on the church. It's been a long time since we've communicated the general situation in the UK, and it's been a long time since we've given a personal update. Why don't we start there? Personal updates go into a little bit more of how things are in the UK more generally. We'll give a church update, and then we'll go into the question for the day. How are you doing? That's great. Plenty to get through in there. I am doing well. Notifications on the computer. I'm doing well. It was really good to be one year into our time in London. Maybe it's been 15 or 16 months, something like that. Um, time away, back in the States, um, over July was really helpful and really encouraging. I think looking back on this last year, there were some like really high highs. There were some really low lows. Um, it was exciting and just at times tough and a very full year of um, settling a family and trying to settle some, some leadership and some plan for, for starting this, this new church community called Redeemer Queens Park. Families doing really well, off to a good start with the school year. Um, daughter Perry is now seven, son Shepherd is four, and we got a dog. We got a dog. Her name is Lulu, because according to Perry, that's the perfect puppy name, and a little multi-poo, a Maltese poodle mix. I wish you all could see Daniel's face of excitement. He is literally hanging on every word that I say about Lulu these days. He'll tell you about his own love of uh, one of God's good creation called animals. 
We are enjoying um, the start of October so far. It's been a uh, beautiful October day here. Glad to be settling into a new season. Um, we'll talk talk ministry in just a minute, but we'll let it be framed up by what's happening. So our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, has announced a rule of six limiting people hanging out in more than six people, which has uh, implications for how you're able to entertain and have friends over and practice hospitality in the home to how you're able to get together as a church community. Um, I'll just mention a bit here, and Daniel's going to come through and give the updates on all fronts himself. Um, Redeemer is very excited to be meeting in person again this coming Saturday, 3 p.m. Salisbury Primary School. Really looking forward to that. Kicking off bi-monthly meetings, which will take us through October, November, and December as we look forward to hopefully launching weekly worship gatherings in January. Daniel, family, London, Lulu, and Redeemer. How do you feel about all of these things? If I could sum up all of those in one word, I'm not sure I could do it. Family's great. Family's really great. Um, holiday in the States. We've been back. Had that two-week quarantine getting back in here, which was tough. But uh, thankfully, we were able to get out in enough time to still enjoy the wonderful late summer weather here in, uh, in Queens Park. That has now turned. It's yes. properly autumn here. Yes. If I can, if I can say. You can. Um, kids back in the school routine doing just fine. Um, interesting thing is because school was cut so short physically last year, uh -huh. they've moved all of the classes up together. Cool. So, you know, beautifully, such a big adjustment for our kids. They don't have to now adjust to a new classroom of kids. That's great. They're, they're settled with their little friends. So, um, yeah, doing great. Um, Paige settling into an empty house during the day, which is beautiful, which Elizabeth does as well, finding some ministry outlets, both of them, and other things to get involved in. So it's it's been a great adjustment here. London and the UK more broadly. Uh, it's really interesting to see how, how the government's responding to... Uh, to what seems like an uptick, you know, lots of people are saying the uptick in corona positive cases are directly proportional to the amount of testing that's out there now. Mm. And uh, and I don't really have to take on that other than to just say it's it's I'm bummed out that mm -hmm. uh, we're having restrictions put back in place. Get it, understand the need for it, but at the same time that taste of freedom over the summer and to now be feeling like we're being um, restricted again. It's a bummer. And yet at the same time, count it a real blessing to be able to gather mm -hmm. as, a, as a church community. I, I, I think in this day and time, it is not a given that worship, uh, that, that faith communities um, should be given any kind of special status. In yeah, fact, in fact, the assumption is that it's going to go the other way. Mm -hmm. And yet, in addition to schools and mm -hmm. workplaces, places of worship or, or, or the third uh, place, the, the third industry, so to speak, that is allowed Man. to meet in larger gatherings. So we're, we're one, really excited about it coming up on Saturday, and two, 
really thankful that we're able to gather. So that's good. That's where I am. Six months since we've gathered with the the broader church community, and it's all coming together in just a few days. So really excited there. Let's uh let's transition this this uh this conversation for just a few minutes. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I stay ready. Stay ready. Okay. All right. Well, I'm about to come with some heat. Let's go now. We're, we're, we're not messing around. We're, we're back in it after a bit of a sabbatical on the podcast. And we're not, we're not easing back into it, okay? We're okay. just going to go right for it. Let's go one time. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Stay ready. You and I as Americans yes. walking around the streets of Queens Park often get asked as November becomes nearer and nearer. What do you think about the the president the U.S. presidential elections? That's the that's the question we get, and then before we're even given an opportunity to answer that question, most of the time, the person or people asking the question give their own two cents, and rarely is it nuanced. Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm not asking who you're voting for. I'm I'm really not asking uh, for for you to show your convictional hand. On uh, on policy uh, broadly, my question is just how are you processing responding to these questions? It's a great question, Daniel. And uh, receiving the microphone from you and smelling it, it doesn't smell as bad as it usually does. <laughs> Thanks for brushing your teeth. <laughs> um, that was Daniel's real laugh as well. Mike Seaman? You know, as we're asked questions, I uh, I can't help but, you know, just 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 think it's probably not a, a singular um, reason, you know, that we're being asked. Um, and some some friends know that we're we're, we're Christian pastors, um, we're we're overseeing a new church community that's coming together. Um, I think some 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 of the reason that we're asked is people want to know, man. Never met a Christian pastor, or never met a um, a young one like yourself. Like, what do you think? So I, I receive it. I receive part of that is who want to know where um, um, a conservative, you know, Christian pastor is is on some stuff. Theologically um, conservative. Yeah, theologically conservative. And um, I think another place it comes from is obviously, like, man, you're an American. Tell me what you think. How do you feel? I think another reason people ask is uh, they're interested in what do you think now? Maybe there's an assumption that you probably had certain ideas when you lived in America, of course, but now that you've moved here, how do you see things differently? And I mean, oftentimes it's probably just a combination of, of all of that working together. Like, hey, you are a white Christian um pastor from America living in London let me hear your perspective so that's the that's the first thing that comes to mind for me processing this specific response but in terms of just being asked that's the first thing on the mind for me I'm going to turn it back to you though like what goes up in your mind as questions come through yeah it's it's layered because there's there's so many things that I represent when when I communicate, one, um, I I represent uh, our church community and uh, just 
convictionally. Probably, probably never need to seem like we're endorsing any particular political view. In fact, probably another conversation another day on where the church fits on political views is probably a good place to go. So want to be careful how I'm representing there to just beyond the specific church, Redeemer Queens Park, that I'm representing also um, represent this idea of the gospel, the story of the gospel that I think is incredibly the most important thing anybody could hear and decide what to do with when they hear it. And I don't want to put anything in the way of somebody hearing that and having the opportunity to respond to it. So I'm trying to think, how can I answer the question? How can I answer the question with integrity? And yet, how do I not put a stumbling block, mm. for lock, lack of a yeah, better word, that's good. in front of the true message that I'd love to share with people? Yeah. So uh, ultimately what it comes down to me uh, for, I, I don't want to talk candidates. I uh, don't really want to talk nuance of policy really what it comes down, and I think you're probably on the same page after some conversations that we've had, it comes down to an issue. What is politics for? What's the purpose of politics, Um, uh, particularly leaders in government? And then um, what... What's my conviction and how they lead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that purpose? Yeah. And I think you and I both would, would say that their job, government leaders, local and, and, and more broadly, uh, are, to, are to help human flourishing. They're, mm-hmm. they're, to, they're to make sure that the common good is served by making sure that everybody has the oppor- opportunity to live a flourishing life. I'm going to pause you on that real quick. Um, I love this human flourishing. Give me, give me, give me a, a reference point in the Bible where, where you're basing this stuff. Like that's not just cool speak or like any type of virtue signal. Like you're actually pulling this from somewhere. Where are you coming from? Yeah, I probably go to both the beginning and the ends of, of the Bible, the bookends in, uh, in the beginning we're told that God created the heavens and the earth, and when he created the earth, he created everything good. And as he created humanity, there was an order. Um, there was a, a, a particular type of flourishing where um, they, they had purpose in their work, and there wasn't anything clogging up human relationship, and there wasn't anything clogging up humanity's relationship with God. So it was a... a an orderly creation and in addition humanity was given a a job or a mandate it was to to fill the earth and to to govern the earth to to steward the earth so that everything was taken care of by humanity and when sin entered the world um along with that came abuse of humanity's job so um politics political leaders I, i think if they're doing it well, they're they're stewarding that original mandate from Genesis to to fill, take care of the earth, and and steward the resources of the earth and, and the people really well. How about you? What would you add to that? I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think Genesis 1, 26 and 28 are very important uh, verses for us. Um, what, what you talked about, this, this uh, cultural mandate that God gave the first image verse. I mean, 
you, you see the, the commission on humanity there. Like, you worship me. So God, God's, God's saying to people, you worship me, and to spread out and fill the earth with worshipers. And this cultural mandate to make culture that's going to, to, to really fit with it. God, and God is the ultimate king, lord, ruler, invites the people made in his image and likeness to come along and to be vice regents. Um, or these under rulers or lords as they um, literally um, steward, subdue, fill, and reign over the creation under that lordship of God. Yeah, good ends in the beginning. Totally agree with you on that point. That's good, man. So, so when we think about the particularly president of the United States has a unique authority and influence not only in the United States, but even on the, on the global scene. Of, of course, people from everywhere are interested in who that's going to be and how a couple of Americans, particularly American pastors, are processing that here, walking around northwest London. Um, in, in addition to how we understand the role of a political leader, somebody in government, anything on this election that comes out is significantly important to you yeah it's, the whole thing feels really charged doesn't it i mean this current um political uh, this current election season in the states um also you know where we are in the place um where brexit has been argued for and decided on and, um, details are being hammered out over that right now um just to state the obvious the the scene uh, be it, you know, in London or in Washington, it feels charged. Um, how, how are we thinking through this? Man, I've, I've been really enjoying some of the conversations we've been having. I'm glad we're going to spend some episodes around this um, in the weeks ahead, continuing to explore. Let me say two things for now. One, um, we're reading, uh, we're beginning to read a book called Political Visions and Illusions by a guy named David Coinsis or my goinus coinsis. Um, we're really enjoying the conversations we've been able to have around that. Um, we're not necessarily going to kick off a reading group here on the public truth, but I think there's some really important ideas in that book. And I think a lot of uh, his method and approach is probably going to end up being method and approach for us. I'll say this specifically. Um, I find myself um, feeling tension when, when you kind of look at the scene and we just think about um, votes that need to be cast. And I find myself trying to distinguish between um, the person, um, the party, and the policy packages that are offered up. And I just find myself trying to think like, okay, this is this person, this is this person's personality, these are the things that are said and not said. Um, I find myself thinking, okay, this is a this is a party. This is a historical way um, that issues have been um, held or not held. And then I also find myself really trying to just analyze and think, you know, these are public policies that, if it's possible, maybe past this person and. You know, even different than the political party for what's been argued for in the past, these are the present issues that are on the line. You know, present policy issues that are just kind of right here. And I find myself, yes, as a white Christian male 
um, who happens to be from America, now living abroad, um, thinking, what does it mean to contend for the gospel in such an environment? Those are a few thoughts on my mind, probably largely underwhelming and unhelpful. Daniel, we're talking about it, though. Like, what's what's on your mind as, as you look at the current landscape and um, you, you just think about how to, how to lead yourself and your family and a new church community with all of this in view? Yeah, man, as, as we land this conversation and begin to tee up the, the next uh, few weeks of conversation, I think for me, uh, if, if flourishing is the idea and if government is supposed to be in a place where they help um, prop up and protect human flourishing, then a significant, if not the significant idea for me is a, a person has to be alive and in that society in order to be able to chase flourishing and go in, in, in order for them to have the opportunity to even flourish. And so the, the idea of protecting right to life um, for all people, anywhere, any, any place, whatever they look like, no, no matter skin color, no matter class, uh, the, the right to life is, is the significant piece for me that, that really stands out. And I think we can navigate that in a, in a few more conversations as we head toward the election. Anything to add on that? I think it's really well said, Daniel. Um, so probably the most important issue right there. And um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good for us to come back and, and talk about this time and time again. Um, I guess the, the, the two big themes then that we've been able to establish today, um, one, this desire to see universal human flourishing worked out, and, and two, among all the policies and issues that are out there, a specific concern to um, contend for the right to life um, in order to flourish in the world. It's beautiful, Daniel. Um, maybe just uh, landing with a landing with a quote um, from from me here, and Daniel, you can take us into what's next. Political interview and political visions and illusions. David Coises begins to conclude the book by saying, "We do not know." Uh, we, we do know that the finale will come and that God sees fit to use our own frail efforts for his own purposes and glory. In short, every act of doing justice, whether in the political or other realms, is a signpost to the coming of God's final reign of justice over the new heaven and the new earth. Big things that stand out to me, there's a finale coming. Um, it's not going to be in November or the end of any vote or referendum. Um, next, God sees fit to use frail human efforts for his own purposes and his own glory. And that's the major headline. So every act of doing justice, be it political or any other realm, that's a pointer. That's a road sign or a signpost to the coming of God's final reign of justice over new heavens and earth. There's a lot to chew on in there. Daniel? Take us into the finish. Love it, man. So for a couple guys who spend their spend their days trying to cultivate and care for this new community centered on the gospel, we we actually convictionally believe that the gospel has implications in, in every part of life. 
and the ultimate act of justice. We see it in the story of the gospel, and, and it just trickles down to bringing justice and flourishing everywhere else. So come on, that's key and center as, uh, as we talk about everything from school to education to response to coronavirus, even to, uh, even to voting. So as always, we continue to be thankful for your journeying with us here on The Public Truth, we're going to aim to get out a new episode every other week, twice a month. Every other week, we're going to get out a, a new episode. Thanks for journeying with us, these reasonable and relevant conversations on church and culture. We'll see you next time.